This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Practicing XP. Uh, we have taken a bit of a sabbatical after our uh, series on pair programming and we are coming up with a mini series on pair rotation uh, which is specifically how do you switch pairs. Um, and so today we are starting with um, some patterns that we've seen teams use. Uh, but before we get into the details of those patterns, I want to talk a little bit about what is pair rotation for listeners who might be joining us from this episode onwards uh, so the idea behind pair rotation is uh, that uh, of course you assume that you're doing pair programming and so two people are working on the same piece of code uh, but at what point do you change that combination so if chirag and i are pairing at what point do we split and pair with someone else Uh, and that activity of pairing with someone else itself is useful and we'll see how and why uh, but there are some triggers um, uh, which are the right times to switch pairs as well and so we're going to talk about those patterns today yeah so the most obvious way to answer that question about when to switch pairs when to start pairing with someone uh, other somebody else on the team Uh, the most obvious way is to do that at the end of a story so that's the logical end of a piece of work that let's say i and akshay were pairing we were doing a story together so we start a story and then when the story is complete then we uh, both can move on to un- you know different pieces of work and at that time pair with different people so that's the most obvious way to do it uh, right and so that that would be like a functional boundary right so you pe- right. complete a piece of functionality and then you would switch pairs right and uh, it has obvious benefits um, that uh, that you'd feel confident that the two people have um, completely solved the problem together like they have thought about the problem on day one and you know have been solving it and as they've been getting into the depths of the story on day 2 and day 3 let's say it takes 2 3 days to uh, to get a story done so you have the confidence that it is uh, getting that the two people have really thought through it and and solved it uh, together and and thus they will have perfectly shared uh, context about what was the problem and how uh, what were the options and how did they solve it and why did they choose those options and so on so um so it optimizes for that kind of confidence of sh- of uh, of shared of yeah of context uh, as well as um, focus and ownership that that both the people have in the in the pair right now there are some downsides to this approach of course uh, and that varies with the kind of stories that you have in your backlog as well uh, so if your stories are big and and are going to take quite a long time then it means that for all that time so let's say that a story takes uh, two weeks to finish so that's a huge story and if you have those kind of stories in the backlog then the pair that is working on that story is now working on that for two weeks without getting any third person perspective and uh, if you go back to the to our discussions on pairing one of the biggest 
advantages of pairing is to get someone else's perspective uh, and so basically if you stick together as a pair you start acting like one person because uh, you start thinking in the same way and then you lose all the benefits of having a second brain uh, so that second brain needs to think in a little bit of a different way to give the benefits of pairing and so you need uh, someone else to look at your code to to think about the solution uh, just having to explain what you've done till now is in itself very beneficial and so there are some obvious downsides to only switching at the end of a story uh, the other complication of course is also that everybody's stories are not going to end at the same time yeah and so chirag and i start a story and we take 5 days to finish it uh, but someone else another pair starts a different story and they finish in 2 days and so at the end of 2 days now they are looking to switch pairs but no one else is ready and so they end up signing up for another story by themselves and that's a trap that we've seen multiple teams fall into um and so in these situations uh, there is a minor variation that we use uh, which is to switch at a particular threshold uh, especially with big stories this becomes quite useful where if you have a story that is going to go for multiple days the team decides that after 3 days we should switch pairs or after x days 3 is usually the the period that i have heard multiple teams use but you could use 2 days you could use 5 days whatever works for you uh, but usually at the end of 2 3 days you would want someone else to look at what you've done whether you're going in the right direction give you some new perspectives and so story rotation so still stick to a story but add a threshold and so if your story gets done within 3 days then you can just finish the story uh, as a pair but if your story is going to take more than 3 days then you bring someone else in and that's a good trigger for you to also uh think about smaller stories and try to split your stories a little further so that uh, you get feedback faster smaller stories are always better uh, and so so it's a good way to encourage the team to think about smaller stories as well yeah and the, the logic there between picking a smallish number of days like 2 or 3 as the threshold is that um, uh, the logic is that if it's a small enough story uh, that that a pair together can figure out in 2 3 days then then it's okay if uh, if we, they don't seek that third perspective uh, within that story that third perspective can come in the next story that relates to the uh, to this feature that they've been developing but if it is something that takes let's say 4 5 days then then it means that the story has some inherent uh, increased complexity and and thus it is uh, it is uh, useful to get that third perspective or fourth perspective and uh, third perspective for sure and uh, have at least one rotation happen during the during the story so okay so that's the that's the story boundary functional boundary oriented way of thinking about uh, pair rotation uh, the other way to think about pair rotation is to instead use a time use time boundaries so uh, what is uh, quite common in in teams um, in in thoughtworks is to rotate at the beginning of every day um, so so the boundary is is really like uh, a day and so t uh, pairs a pair would work together for a day so even if it's a story that let's say takes only two or three days uh, at the end of the f- first day beginning of the second day uh, they would rotate and uh, and similarly because everybody is rotating it's like on on an everyday basis people are asking this question as to who's who's pairing on what 
Um, so uh, what daily rotation does is a couple of things it solves this problem that Akshay mentioned that uh, with story boundary oriented uh, rotation it's difficult to know how to sync up uh, different uh, pairs uh, rotation frequency or rotation like timing uh, somebody could free get freed up on a Monday up uh, like a story could end on a Monday another story could end only on a Wednesday and so now what so, so that is a complication that you but here uh, uh, rotation is happening every day and thus you can sync up uh, everybody's rotation at the beginning of every day so uh, so that's one way to to think about uh, rotation which is just use a time frequency uh, daily is the most common that I've seen but I've also been on a team where we for a few uh, iterations actually went much extreme and uh, uh, rotated pairs uh, every once or once uh, one or two hours and uh, and there are also teams that rotate you know um, midweek and you know every every couple of days in the iteration in the week uh, yeah uh, so there are these several ways in which you can solve that problem of functional boundaries because functional boundaries are uh, are of varying lengths so some teams use a time boundary as a way to solve that problem uh, now the problem or the downside of this approach is that it causes some dilution of context and ownership right because if someone is rotating daily uh, so if uh, every day every every day i'm coming in the morning and working on a different piece of code or a different story uh, then of course I'm one I'm losing context on what I did yesterday and I can't make use of that context to do today's work um, uh, but the second thing is that I don't also feel like I own something and I'm taking mm. it to conclusion yeah. uh, and so uh, I end up uh, just writing code every day on different pieces of work and it may or may not feel satisfying it may or may not give that sense of uh, completion uh, for myself but also for the team like uh, tomorrow uh, if you're going back and uh, trying to understand why was this decision made on this story you'll really have to go back to who paired on this story on that particular day when this decision was yeah. made and because if a story good. takes let's say f four days to finish it's like let's say person a and b have paired on day one then uh, B and C have paired on day two and what C and D have paired on day four and then so by four days you know some six people have worked on it and but there's nobody who I mean the risk is that there is then nobody who has uh, the entire thread of context right. of what were the decisions made on day one or day two and you know how did they pan out even within the um, within the timelines of the story some decisions you know that you make on day one could be relevant for you to know about on on day uh, on day three or day four right so it could be that kind of context loss uh, for a story that could hurt in the lifetime of the story when it's being developed or later on like you're saying you know you could come back to it uh, two weeks later and not be clear who to talk to right. because now you know half of the team has worked on it, on it and right uh, which is uh, there is a there is an upside to it that you know multiple people do get to work on it because of that frequency of rotations but it could result in lack of uh, in dilution of context yeah and uh, i mean you brought up a good point uh, earlier when we were discussing this about uh, higher frequency 
increasing the breadth of knowledge in the team and so mm. yes a lot of people get to work on the same piece of code and so that knowledge exists with a lot of people but it also means that it is spread too thin mm. across those people and so any one decision uh, it's a little difficult to get back to what was the context around this particular decision why did we design this piece of code in this particular way um so the solution to this uh, that a lot of teams use is to have anchors on the story and so in the example that you were giving um let's say that a and b start pairing and a is the anchor on the story so the next day b would rotate out and c would join and so it would be a and c pairing and then next day it would be a and d pairing uh and again you can use these in conjunction with the earlier practice that we were talking about and so at the end of 3 days you can say okay a also needs to rotate because uh, you know that person has been holding the context for too long uh, so you can mix and match these different patterns but basically now a has the context of that story over 3 4 days and uh, hopefully that story is one done by 3 4 days if it's a small enough story but otherwise at least for 3 4 days uh, one person is carrying the context and so they can give that entire dump to the next person when when that person starts to anchor um and that way uh, you maintain some context and ownership uh, in in the story uh, so that's one way to solve that problem yeah and some people use the some teams use the anchor uh, model uh, at a higher level of abstraction in the team as well so teams uh, define anchors for a feature and so while uh, people on the team would rotate across different features you know pick different stories uh, that that cut across different features over over different weeks uh, but then the anchor an anchor also would rotate across different features but the anchor would stay connected with whatever is happening on all of the stories that belong to a particular feature so you could use this kind of thinking about you know uh, creating uh, one person as an anchor to solve the to feel confident about the ownership uh, and and context uh, question right um now of course so we have talked about different frequencies at which we rotate pairs uh, and whether we use functional boundaries or time boundaries it's basically at some point in time that you are rotating uh, the pairs and so uh, there are trade offs between doing it more frequently or less frequently and so let's talk about that a little bit uh, to end this episode uh, so the benefits of more frequency like we were saying earlier is to increase the spread of knowledge in the team so you uh, you rotate more frequently chirag's example of extreme uh, rotation which is rotate every hour uh, is that 20 people will go through that piece of code throughout the day and that way everyone is aware of what is happening on every piece of code so that's one uh, extreme example of increasing the spread of knowledge uh, and that's basically to make sure that you reduce dependency on any particular team member uh, you get multiple people to look at the piece of code and and give their inputs and that way it becomes better in terms of its entire solutioning and design uh, and uh, overall internal quality increases a lot because multiple people look at it from the point of view of quality and from the point of view of functionality yeah and uh, as the frequency increases the other thing it does it 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 increases the need for better discipline mm. better you know clarity about what are the tasks that are done what are the tasks that are remaining 
uh, within a task because even a task will take more than an hour um, you know a couple of hours to finish and so now mid task you want to roll off in that example of uh, rotating every hour um, so so then you have to within a task also use mechanisms like test driven development and um, and frequent check-ins and so on to be very clear about what is uh, what is a logical boundary so you could start defining you know logical boundary as as just a you know uh, as that red green refactor cycle and after you've checked in at the end of that cycle you're you know in a way uh, ready to rotate uh, if if you're able to just get really good at uh, as a team share context about about the story and and about the tasks that are done and so on um so so that's the um, uh, those are those are some ways to think about increased frequency so it increases the number of people who look at uh, a particular uh, story and 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 so that improves quality increases uh, the spread of context uh, and increases uh, discipline uh, just one thing i wanted to clarify in the in the example that you gave uh, akshay is that uh, about the numbers i think you have to be conscious that uh, increased frequency of rotation is only worth doing or worth trying in small teams uh, sure. so so it, it works well in three pair teams um, but as soon as you get to let's say 10 developers i mean there are some teams you know try if you try to do it with 10 developers you are talking about 20 developers so there, there it wouldn't work at all because but the but the idea is that multiple the same six people could be rotating through uh, a story quite uh, quite a number of times and so number of rotations would become right. high number of people that you want to do this with should be quite low right no that's a good point actually i caught myself uh, while saying that as well that uh, it won't actually be 20 different people but yes 20 people might rotate through the, or 20 rotations might happen on yes. the story but with a smaller group of people Correct. um the, so the other uh, so the trade off is that if you don't want to increase frequency then you're obviously going to decrease frequency and so if you decrease frequency obviously you lose out on some of these benefits of sharing context widely in a team because like the uh, so you could say that a pair sticks together for a month right like that would be an extreme example mm. uh, and so for a month the those two people are just working together and they might go through 10 stories over that month uh, and so only those two people know about what is happening on those 10 stories because no one else has mm. contributed to those 10 stories and so those 10 stories could for example be from a from the same feature and so now that means that the context of that entire feature lies with those two people so that's an extreme example uh, of uh, of uh, almost creating a silo around that feature by by not rotating often enough uh, what it does is uh, that now those two people know ins and outs of that feature and so if there's any problem with that feature they would be able to solve it they would have the entire context they won't need to go to anyone else to find out what happened with this part of the code mm. uh, and so Uh, so the depth of your knowledge in a particular feature increases uh, when you decrease the frequency of rotation and so there is a balancing game that you have to play here uh, so it is obviously not useful for only two people to have context of an entire feature because if if they are busy with something else or if they fall sick then there's just uh, no one else in the team who can solve that problem and that's not a good place to be in um, but at the same time uh, like chirag was saying 20 people knowing uh, about the same feature is also not helpful because that's 
uh, you're spreading it too thin mm. and now you don't have ownership uh, and so you have to maintain the balance between what's the right uh, frequency at which to rotate and so over the years we've usually found out that two to three days is a good time when you should rotate you should either find a logical chunk uh, from a, from a functional boundary perspective where you can rotate or just force yourself to rotate if you're going over three days right. uh, and, and so roughly if you're able to rotate between uh, two two or three days then uh, then I think you are spreading the responsibilities uh, the knowledge in the team correctly but at the same time there are a few people who have full context of a particular part of the code so that if there's any problems you can you can go to that group of people and they'll be able to solve it without a problem yeah and in practice how this pans out is uh, usually it's a conversation at the beginning of the day during the just after the stand up during the sign up uh, that who's ready for for a rotation and different uh, pairs could uh, think about that question and apply it to their context of their story and then like akshay said use some mechanism to say are we beyond that threshold you know is our story simple enough that we can uh, we can afford or we can actually benefit from a rotation given you know where we are in the story and so on and so some of the pairs would would choose to rotate some of the pairs might choose to rotate not today but the next day or the next day uh, but but the balance is important of of you know shared context with a lot of people but also depth of context and continuity of context so that's the thing to keep in mind while thinking about frequency of pair pair rotations all right so that's the end of our first episode uh, in the next few episodes we'll talk about um, different benefits uh, different people who should pair together and uh, some anti patterns or pitfalls of pair rotation so see you next time bye bye